Hello and welcome to Enough Said. My name is Trevor Jones and you are listening to the podcast being recorded live from Ithaca House by Independent New Muses Forum. It's a registered charity for mental health based in the heart of East London, providing services to new and based residents who've been previously diagnosed with a mental health condition and opening our membership up to carers, relatives, professionals, service users and survivors. We are being engineered today by our Comptroller Supreme, MKH, of the Unemployed Artist Podcast, who can be found on SoundCloud, YouTube and iTunes. Today we are going to be visited by Jordan Shamsu of New and People First. Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Jordan. I'm from New and People First. We're a small organisation based in Newham. We help people with learning disabilities. We're branching out a bit more, you know, helping those with mental health, homeless. Um, I'm also a former police officer. I've currently worked in mental health and learning disabilities for about five years now. Two years voluntary and three years paid. So, yeah. Thank you, Thank you for having me, Trev. Thank you very much. And we're also joined by Michael Ahern. Hi. Cheers, Michael. He needs no introduction, but he's also our guest host and uh, creative writer and one of our PA admins at Enough. Um, I am your host, and today our subject is going to be about volunteering and, sorry, volunteering in and for charities. And these are any charities uh, that we've worked of or had experience of ourselves and hopefully we'll find uh, some information or some ideas that resonate with our listeners uh, but before we start um, how has your week been so far guys my week's been interesting um, high stress lots of hair loss same yeah. old rock and roll lifestyle eh? <laughs> and is that because of the work in general in charities or is that yeah because I mean the work within charities can be very demanding okay. um, like I said, working in the police and working for charity are two different worlds. I mm. mean, but they're kind of similar because you're dealing with different people every day. You don't mm. know what they are experiencing, mm. you know, and you can't really go in, you know, to this line of work kind of close-minded. You have to be really open-minded. You have to kind of have a lot of empathy. Yeah. So, yeah, you can sometimes be taken by surprise a lot in this job and learn so many things about mm. people that you never would have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just want to tell the listeners uh, from whatever station or position you're in, or smartphone or, or device PDA, uh, it's not. We're not outside or on the roof. We've got a kettle boiling in the background, so hopefully that will be petering out in a moment. But um, Michael, what's your experience of working for charities? Um, it's a mixed bag. For what reason? It depends what organisation you're working for. You know, whether they sort of, and they appreciate what you do for them. Okay. And how did, have you, how have you found the recruitment process of joining the charity? I don't know, because when I first done it, I sort of just jumped in at the deep end. Okay. And in terms of jumping in the deep end, was it just like a pin in the map, just pick any charity and start from there? It was sort of like. It was like sink or swim for me. Yeah. Did you pick a charity that you was passionate about or a charity no, that was local No, no, the to first you? one, it was near, near where I lived. So it's like a 10-minute walk. So for you, volunteering started off with the idea of proximity and how close it was to um, home. Plus it was sort of, I was just sort of 
my brain was rotting. I needed something to actually do. Okay. I mean, I think everybody who does volunteering probably wants to stimulate their mind and try and exercise yeah. some creativity as well. Um, so what? how did you get into volunteering? What kind of, what were your thoughts, Jordan, in terms of what decisions you need to make to pick the charity that worked for you? So um, working right next to, so I volunteered for the Independent uh, Users Forum, mm. i.e. enough. And reason being, they were really, you know, we work in the same building. Uh, they run the building that my company is an office tenant in. So I kind of just fell into it. Mm. But obviously when you're, kind of working alongside another company you get to you pick up different things I mean because there's so many people from different backgrounds that everyone has something to offer what kind of backgrounds are we talking about so for example you meet people who have been support workers all over the country all Mm. over the world you meet people who have been support workers in not only uh, learning disabilities and mental health but also in social care and Mm. a whole range of things so I kind of just said you know what I really want to try and understand mental health a lot more because especially at my age you'd be really really shocked at 22 years of age there's so many people who don't really know that much about mental health and it's such a stigma yeah so when i'm when i volunteered with enough and i'm talking to different service users different members i'm learning so many things each day and i'm just learning like what this person is going through you know mm. you wouldn't believe what this person is going through and your, your mind's just blown you're like wow in what capacity were you volunteering and talking with uh, people with mental health? So I health? worked for, well, volunteered with Enough as a reception admin for six months um, last year, I believe. And obviously, you're kind of where Enough operate a drop-in service, and they operate an advocacy service and many other workshops. You're kind of that first person that they talk to. Is so, that because you was working in the reception? Yeah, so as you're working in reception, they come in and they speak to you. Sometimes you get to know people a lot more. Mm. But also just basic things. Because I'm, I work in the same building, yeah. you see the same faces every day. Mm. Inevitably, that handshake and a hello turns into, mm. oh, how's your day been? Yeah. That how's your day been has turned into, oh, what did yeah. you get up to on the weekend? How are you feeling? Sure. And then the next thing you know, you're finding out yeah. so many different... You're finding out that so many people are fighting a battle that you don't even know. So it's like a hidden village or community. Yeah, and okay. you just wouldn't, from media stigma, um, mm. social media stigma, the reality is completely different. It's a whole other world. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Michael, do you think? What do you think about what Jordan said there? I mean, is the mental health community a hidden village in the capital, I, I, so I to speak? I think it's where, where where you're standing. If you've got mental health, you know all that. You kind of know know these places. Mm. Yeah. Because I don't know, because I've, I've, I've done many things here yeah. around mental health, like workshops and stuff. So What kind of workshops? It, it was like a poetry writing sort of one. I've done the cinema club yeah. and all that. So it, you sort of learn different... You sort of... I think if you're outside, it looks very... We all look very strange and weird. Yeah. It's when you walk through that door... Yeah. And accept these other people who may be a better hiders of emotion than what you see outside. Cause that mask sort of comes off once you walk in here. Sure. Because you know, everyone else can tell if you're having a bad day. You might be going, no, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. But someone will... Your friend will know because... Hmm. 
So in terms of what Jordan said earlier about volunteering allows you to meet different people from different walks of life in terms of work experience, does running a workshop allow you to meet different members of the community who have experience in different levels of mental health? I, I, it's always good to see what, what else. It's a good way for them to see what they're capable of. Because mm. they, they, they might have gone, because you've got this... Oh, you never be able to do this. You can't do this. Mm. It's always nice to sort of clean that rough diamond because you yeah. never know what's there. And do you think that comes mainly from participating in creative workshops or just participating in workshops in general? I think it's a bit of both, but it's just some people need a bit more encouragement to sort of maybe open up and mm. take that leap and take mm. that challenge where they think I don't want to look stupid but it's that mm. sort of we all we all look stupid we all look we all look stupid it's mm. nothing nothing to be afraid of you're in you're mm. in company they're not gonna mock it we're mm. on your side and as a uh, workshop facilitator what are your duties what kind of volunteering duties do you have a workshop facilitator Mine um, is to make sure that everyone's okay so you okay. check one's another if they're not feeling not to get angry if they don't turn up for one because it could be they're just having a really bad day yeah and we make sure there's something there to maybe eat and drink providing refreshments giving yeah. giving and, and having enough breaks so mm. things can't get too heavy and have a bit of so they can just relax for a while sure and also allowing them if they think they've got a leak because it ain't their thing yeah just to sort of go that's fine yeah thank you for turning up thank you for at least trying it yeah so it's almost like having creating an informal learning environment but an open door policy yeah. as well okay and about your experience when you was on reception admin, Jordan, uh, what would you say the main duties that you did there? So the main duties were, of course, greeting people, um, ensuring that if people were... Because in office also has different office tenants, ensuring that visitors mm. were checked in, they signed in, and they went to the correct mm. office. Um, also, just kind of communicating with the drop-in facilitators themselves, you know, mm. making sure the facilities are up to scratch, making mm. sure that if there was a workshop running, that room was set, the rooms were set up, that mm. the facilitator themselves mm. had things they needed to do. Mm. Of course, I was a Trevor's coffee runner for a while as well, but we won't, we won't get into that. Okay. <laughs> But you did provide great coffees from uh, aforementioned local that coffee sandwich, shops. Man. Yeah. That sandwich, man. That sandwich. Oh, Cajun chicken salad oh sandwiches. We'll have to make a mention for red tomato at one point. Shout um, out. <laughs> shout out to Mo. Um, the, so one thing I'm probably more interested in, this might help people who are probably thinking about volunteering for charities. How did you change from the point of I'm interested in a charity to the experiences that you had what changed in you as an individual after your volunteering experience? Oh my God, I could tell you so much because obviously when I was, for example, growing up mm. uh, in schools, I wasn't really taught a lot about mental health. I was very ignorant mm. in that sense, mm. understanding mental health. Um, I used to think depression was a mood swing. Mm. You know, not my fault. It wasn't taught to me. I was never raised up around it. Mm. Um, used to think, for example, that anxiety was someone being over the, over the top. Mm. Like just typical stigma you know again not my fault yeah. wasn't raised around it didn't have an understanding it was only when i really 
worked as a carer as well. I got more of an understanding, but it's when I volunteered for enough, mm. that's when, really and truthfully, my mind was blown. Mm. Um, again, you're just learning. You're learning that thing. You're learning so many different things about people. You're learning that some people are fighting a battle each day that you don't know about. Mm. That the fact that they're getting up out of bed, mm. getting changed in the morning, mm. going to their voluntary work, going out, doing what they need to do, to do mm. that is an amazing step itself. That is a huge step and they're trying and that's just, yeah. it blew and, my mind. Honestly. And this is probably opposed to like uh, dealing with suicidal thoughts or starting new courses of medication that can kind of make it more uh, dreary and yeah, lucid and, and stuff. And you understand that just like anyone who doesn't have mental health, everyone has a bad day. Mm. You know, it's not, you know, if someone has a bad day, they have a bad day. Yeah. You, know, you can't really, I wouldn't really now judge someone based on their mental health. Yeah. I just wouldn't do it because, mm. like I said, it's just mm. kind of an ignorant mindset and I wish there was a lot more out there yeah. to clue people up on mental health. I wish a lot of, I wish a lot of people, I wish Trevor, you got like a thousand applicants for people to be volunteering here, you know, because it would literally blow their mind. Oh, like a walking experience to just get, kind of get a taste of what it's yeah. like on the front line. Yeah. I mean, um, I wish we had the capacity and the funding, London Borough of New, to <laughs> actually uh, try and encourage more people to kind of volunteer in the community because we also need all the support we can get. But over to you, Michael. Um, how has volunteering changed you and your outlook on life? I'm not really sure because I think I've always known people with mental health problems. Yes. So it just sort of, you don't really, you wouldn't say mental health problems. You mm. just sort of know they have ups, down. Yeah. They don't want to see you. Mm. Then they're over-friendly, under-friendly. Yeah. So it's just sort of, it's kind of like if you look up race. If you grew up in a multicultural, you would not think as two thirds of black, white, green, yellow, or blue. It's just yeah. the same sort of thing. It's just that they're they're your friend, and you don't really put put little tags underneath or put them in a category. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I was also thinking was. Um, I mean, in terms of like your personality, is probably the same before. So you was probably good and kind-hearted beforehand. But what did you understand of things like protection of vulnerable adults and duty of care? Did you feel that you uh, it, had more of a responsibility? When I grew up, it wasn't that. I, I, I grew up like late seventies, eighties. They were still, you know. I think it's more. I don't know how long they were left in a home or something if you had mental illness, disabled. Yeah. It, 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 it wasn't something you really, shall we say, it wasn't a topical chat. Sure. You, so, kn- you knew it was out there. Yeah. But it, but they just got the negative vibes, like yeah. you do spares or whatever. It was just that... Oh, so the language has changed around yeah, mental health. Yeah, it was sort of like cripple. Mm. They might say cripple. Yeah. But it's sort of more what they saw the person, not the person. The, what they, the cover of the person. They didn't. Yeah. They never looked inside the book of the person. I mean, I think that's an interesting thing that you've talked about. If I, if I'm getting you right, uh, because a lot of people, there's um, campaigns out there like Time to Change where they're talking about reducing stigma and using the right language. Is it possible that people who are not familiar with uh, mental health or who are perhaps using the wrong terminology 
would it help them to volunteer at charities yeah. to kind of just learn how to communicate and talk about mental health generations that passed that could like your father's in them it was sort of oh he's, he's a cripple so you've got to learn to look past what mm. your elders or ancestors might have saw sure so it's sort of like learning to think for yourself yeah challenging yourself to what other people's views are sort of going no I disagree with that yeah and actually now as now you've got all this in and years ago you didn't really have all this information out there yeah I'm... To, to sort of go now with, with hindsight now you've got that oh what 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 might is many depressive oh I'll just wait I'll just look at I'll just look it up or get a book yeah when it's there before it was just a mm. name yeah unless you were shall we say psychiatrist maybe a doctor who cared yeah they had more information on what that illness was yeah so um I mean one thing about volunteering because it is really about giving up your own personal time to participate in or support an organization community or project but is is there benefit what are the benefits that you can get from volunteering that you simply can't get from a paid employment for example so volunteering i find that you just it's something that you you clearly want to do you're mm. clearly going out of your own way so if you're going to go out your own way you you kind of strive to get more benefit out of it. Mm. It doesn't have to be, you know, a paid job at the end. It just has to be skills. Like, mm. since volunteering it enough, I've been able to take all the stuff I've learned mm. and I'm able to perform my paid job 10 times better now. I'm okay. able to be more understanding. I'm able to be more empathetic. I'm able to be more patient because I find mm. that patience is an absolute virtue yeah. in mental health. You have to try and understand. Mm. Okay, yes, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. No, no one in the world knows it, knows everything. Mm. No, but it's about learning. Yeah. Okay, that's a very humbling thing you've said there, Jordan. Um, I mean, my role um, as a volunteer coordinator, I find it quite interesting because I'm always learning from no single or individual volunteer is the same as anyone that came before them so I feel like I'm always learning new things about my role every time I introduce or recruit a new volunteer uh, but I've had experiences of uh, volunteering uh, befriending for um, a I was a befriender for a charity in Waltham Forest called Crest and the idea was to work with individuals who had recently come out of hospital but they didn't have a social network so the idea was to kind of be in a buddy buddy system with them until they could get on their feet and living in independent accommodation and I think for me what I learned is um uh, the importance of society and community and being accepted within a wider group is uh, very important because if you don't have those individuals to interact with who are outside of let's say the medical profession you kind of find yourself being boxed in or labeled or only identifying yourself by your condition rather than what you mean to other people in a kind of a more socially inclusive aspect and um, I find it fascinating that there's different charities that can do several different things uh, particularly in mental health and uh, learning 
difficulties and disabilities uh, in the community where they can overlap and collaborate with each other. But um, in terms of volunteering going forward in the future, how could uh, charities improve the volunteering experience for individuals? Newham Council, give us funding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Well, I think, again, you know, regardless, any voluntary, you know, sector is always down to funding and I feel funding would help immensely so that's pretty much all I can say I mean for me going to enough applying wasn't difficult you know I filled an application form got DBS checked got given an induction didn't last too long you know wasn't at all daunting Uh, you have to be DBS checked because again you're working with vulnerable adults Um, so the application process was really simple Trevor was Yourself, you know, really good at, you know, welcoming me into things, you know, giving me a heads up of what to expect and what not to expect. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I can say on that. But again, it's pretty much down to funding, just like any charity. Funding is a key part to any success. Um, (laughs) I think it's just keep me moving. Making... Making making the whole subject more widely known. Yeah. Mainly on more documentaries, more movies that don't just deal with the person as a person, not mm-hmm. not 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 what they're diagnosed with. So, do you think uh, charity should move forward with perhaps the marketing and publicity of uh, what yeah, they I do? Think, I think they could, yeah. Yeah. Because. Maybe a few more celebrities sort of yeah. have been quiet, sort of not feeling ashamed of yeah what what they might suffer from that sort of thing. Give it that way, it gives it makes it more people are gonna listen if the right people talk. Sure, I also think uh, collaboration with other charities is a, is a pretty huge thing. I mean, one mind can be strong, but you combined two minds. Mm. You get a much more powerful, powerful service. Sure. Like uh, we worked, knowing people first, have worked alongside enough, and we've got a much better outcome than if we were to do it on our own. Mm. I think small, uh, smaller charities, big charities working alongside each other. Yeah. You can produce a lot of good outcomes in that sense. So building bridges is building the way bridges, forward. Working together, I mean, because we're all trying to help each other. So. Mm. Let's sure. just do that. Yeah. Sure. And so um, just to uh, close on uh, this subject about volunteering charities, uh, Jordan, how could our listeners find out a bit more about New and People First? Where would they go? So New and People First, we are based in Enough, which is 27 Rumford Road, Ithaca House, E15 4LJ. It's taken me years to remember that. Uh, our phone number is 0208 519 9001 and our email is all uk. that's pretty much it it took me years to remember that but hey <laughs> thank you very, in the end. thank you thank you very much for coming on to the show Jordan we really appreciate that it's been a pleasure uh, thank you also for coming on to the show uh, Michael really appreciate that as well no no worries and uh, also special thanks to our su- Comptroller Supreme, MKH Incorporated. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Big shout out to the Unemployed Artist podcast. 
Uh, if you'd like to know more about the charity uh, Independent New Users Forum, uh, you can find out by going to our website www.inuf.org. That's www.inuf.org. Or you can follow us on social media via Twitter at enough underscore the charity. That's at INUF underscore T-H-E-C-H-A-R-I-T-Y. And if for any reason you're interested in volunteering opportunities with the registered charity Independent New Users Forum, feel free to follow up by coming to our offices or following up on our website to ask for a volunteer application form and we'll be happy to give you a paperwork and role descriptions for the positions we have available. Thank you for listening. My name's been Trevor. I've been your host today. Uh, Don't forget to follow, listen, subscribe and share and use the hashtag INUFSAID if you choose to share our material on social media. Thank you very much. Goodbye now.